This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I want to talk to you about forgiveness. Being that the holidays are coming up and many of us will be seeing family friends and family members that sometimes can bring up a lot of negative stories, a lot of negative emotions, a lot of negative memories, even though the holidays are typically meant to be a happy time. More often than not, a lot of people experience depression during the holidays for a lot of different reasons. The concept of forgiveness, especially as Thanksgiving is approaching, is really important and comes into play during this time because a lot of people are getting ready to go into a new period of their life with the new year coming, or they just want to make a change for the season, set things aside, or firmly place some things in the past, let go, and move on. It's not our responsibility to change others, but we can forgive others for the things that they may have intentionally done to us to try to hurt us over the years. It's not uncommon that people in pain cause others pain unless that pain is healed. Now, in just a moment, I'm going to talk about what forgiveness is not so that we can understand what it is. But first, I want to share a story with you. Many of you know that I grew up as a competitive dancer, training at a pretty high level most of my life. I competed in a dance studio as well as for my high school and competed with the um, varsity dance team for four years while I was in high school. I trained really hard and I was trained to understand that receiving criticism means that someone cares about you. If the teacher is giving me criticism in class, for example, I would be so grateful for that because I would take this as if they believed in me, that I could get better and that they noticed me and that they wanted to help me, that they believed that investing that energy in me would help me grow and become a better performer. Somehow along the way, I have to say I began to really crave constructive criticism and it became almost difficult for me to take compliments because I would almost see that as people encouraging me to settle like they didn't think I could get better so I would get complimented from time to time but it would be really uncomfortable for me to take those compliments because in some way I felt like those compliments meant that they wanted me to stay where I was and that they didn't believe that I could do better when most likely they were just being kind and really just wanted to affirm the hard work that I had done and appreciated what had been done. And that was their way of appreciating what I had accomplished and celebrating that with me, even though I really didn't do that too much for myself growing up. This really affected my psychology in a lot of ways because the sense that I would be really hard on myself and it would make me kind of see the negatives in certain situations. It would make certain things really difficult to enjoy at certain times in my life, and it would make it difficult for me to forgive myself if I ever really messed something up. You know, if I was at a certain situation, one thing would go wrong. Sometimes I really wouldn't be able to see all the other good that was going on in the particular process. Say, for example, I went to a dance competition and didn't necessarily place the way I wanted to or mess something up, which is the story I'll get into in just a second. It would be really frustrating for me, and I sometimes would lose focus about all of the other things that would go into that, the hours of training, all the other memories that I created with the girls that I was there with, all the other dances I got to see, the ability to even perform and even have that opportunity. So 
you know, especially when those things would happen, sometimes I would focus on the negatives. And if I couldn't change it, it would be extra frustrating and difficult for me to not ruminate on it. Now, when I was 16 years old, I was with my competition dance team for high school, and we were at a regional competition in Woodbridge, California. We had been training for this competition for several months and had even competed at a few other regional dance competitions, which we had received first place awards at for all the dances that we competed in. We were really known for our competitive jazz dances and also just had really good technique. We worked really, really hard and we really stayed together in our dances and that's what we were really known for. So... After warming up prior to going on the floor to compete, it was time for us to go. And as we were competing, I was really giving it everything that I had. And I happened to glance up at the judges' table, which was probably about 20 feet up, like above the ground floor where we were competing. And I could see one of the head directors of the competition was looking right at me and pointing at me. And I knew that she was talking about me with another person who she was talking with. It was like pretty obvious. And as I set up for the first turn combination, I ended up doing the wrong set of turns. And this was really embarrassing for me because when you're dancing in a group, it's really important to have synchronicity and to have precision and to be on the same page with all the dancers that you're working with. And especially when you're on a regional dance floor, as far as high school dance competitions, if someone messes up, it's very obvious. (laughs) So... That was embarrassing for me to do that, and I was really hard on myself. I messed up, and it was really, really obvious. I finished the dance, giving it my best, but came off the floor feeling really disappointed in myself, and there was no way that I could undo what had just happened. And I felt like I had let my whole team down, and I didn't feel like I could forgive myself. I knew that we weren't going to win first place because of my mess up. There are certain things I know as a competitive judge now, having judged, um, dance competitions in my life, there are certain things that when you're putting yourself up to that standard, certain things can be forgiven. But when you're compared to another team that doesn't have that kind of a slip up, it's a little bit more difficult to forgive. So as we went back to the dressing room, which was actually a locker room at the time, in this instance, the girls were like, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. Like we'll have other competitions to compete at. But I felt really bad and I made a point to really focus on the rest of the year and I never messed up that dance again. So I had not intended to mess it up, but I had ended up doing just that. Luckily, no one came down on me too hard because that's not something I would normally ever do and it was an honest mistake. Being able to have that experience with my teammates and go on to win more first place awards you know, as we led up to nationals was a really rewarding experience. And I was grateful that I would have another opportunity to make a change and do right by my team and myself and my choreographer another time. There are plenty of times in life that we are going to mess things up and we may end up screwing up something or letting somebody down and someone else may do that to us. But when you're able to receive the grace and the mercy of others as well, you know, from the world, from God, however you want to view it, the universe as a blessing, that should be really cherished. And it's important 
to practice as well as give that to others because if my teammates held that against me for the rest of the year and gave me a hard time about it, it really would have led to a really negative environment. For much of my life, I feel like it's been a very difficult thing for me to be kind to myself and I usually have had to push things to the extreme or go to a really intense place because that's just what I felt like I needed to do growing up and that became really normal for me. And I feel like it's just really kind of almost the way my family is as well, like really just driven towards having certain things in success and going about it a certain way. It became normal for me to feel like I had to push things to that level and I should do it. It didn't allow me to practice being gentle with myself over the course of that time. And I feel like there are a lot of things that I unintentionally did to hurt myself and possibly other people while I was growing up. It can be really difficult to forgive those who we feel have wronged us, especially those who have intentionally wronged us. But it's important that we do forgive them for ourselves. When I forgive somebody else, that forgiveness is for them, but it's also for me so I can stop ruminating about why a certain thing happened or how they did what they did or the details of the situation. It allows me to release it and focus on the positives, move forward, focus on the different opportunities that I have and that may come from whatever one door closing and another one opening instead of maybe making it a big thing or a small thing. Just realizing something went wrong, regardless of whatever it is, and moving forward and taking something that I can learn from that experience. And I'm sure some of the wise mentors in my life would remind me that it didn't go wrong. It went exactly the way that it should because it was meant to happen. And things don't happen for no reason. There's oftentimes shared responsibility in certain situations, or there's unique timing or a variety of different variables that contribute to it, just as well as things don't happen in your life that you're not capable of handling. Now, I do know some people in my life, personally, that literally live by the mentality, quoting the lawyer from the second season of Ozark, those who can, pardon my language, shit on others, and those who can't, clean it up. Now, as much as I do understand that some people do think and live like this, I don't necessarily agree with it because I believe that there's also a karmic cycle and the wrongdoing that is done to others in one way or another ends up being repaid in some way in the future. It's a very egotistical way of living, and the ego sometimes is challenged when it comes to forgiveness. Now, specifically when it comes to the ego and forgiveness, forgiveness is not a natural reaction for the ego self. If the ego self even considers forgiveness, it might do so saying that the other person deserves forgiveness because he was simply in an immature or insane state at the moment, when the infraction or error occurred. The ego's sense of forgiveness is to look upon the other as insane or immature. By saying this, the ego is implying that the infraction or error is real, that there is something to forgive, and that somehow you are more or better than the other, and that you are the quote-unquote bigger person because you can forgive. It is also saying that judging that this person is capable of insanity or immature behavior, thus making insanity, immaturity, and other consequences real. Even in forgiveness, the ego's secret and silent goal is separation. 
trying to separate oneself from the other and put oneself above the other person. And that's very egotistical. Now, getting to really talking about what forgiveness isn't and what it is, let's get into that. First off, forgiveness is not conditional. In other words, it's not based on somebody else's response. Real forgiveness is unconditional. It's not earned or deserved. It's based on some promise that you'll never do it again. If you say to somebody, I'll forgive you if... That's not forgiveness. That's bargaining. Second, forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of the offense. There's a big difference between being wounded and being wronged. Being wounded is something that's accidental and does not require forgiveness. Being wronged means that someone intentionally hurt you and that requires forgiveness. Again, people who are dealing with internal pain, internal grief, internal issues of their own that are not being processed properly, not being sifted through properly, sometimes that can explode onto other people. It can be projected at other people. This is not something that is unique. It's not something that doesn't happen from time to time almost every single day. And it's something that we can be a lot more conscious of if we pay attention to it. And it's, it's personal work. Forgiveness is also not resuming a relationship without changes. Now, referencing the Bible, the Bible teaches that forgiveness and restoring relationship are two very different things. Forgiveness is instant, while restoring a relationship means building trust over a long period of time. Forgiveness is your part in reconciliation. But for a relationship to be restored, the offender has to demonstrate genuine repentance make restitution whenever possible, and rebuild your trust by proving he or she has changed over time. Fourth, forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. I know that sometimes people want to avoid thinking about what happened, push it down with different addictions, addictive behavior, um, different habits that just push it down. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to address it. But it's impossible to try to forget something. When you're trying to forget something, what are you focused on? The very thing that you want to forget. The key isn't forgetting. The key is learning to see it through the lens of the grace of the universe, sovereignty, and discovering how these things can turn good in some way in your life and that you'll trust it and respond in the correct way eventually. Forgiveness is not my right when I wasn't the one who was really hurt. Only the victim has the right to forgive. You can't forgive people who haven't hurt you. There's always a cost to wrongdoing, and there's always a cost to forgiveness. That's why you have to understand what forgiveness is not before you can really look at what forgiveness really is. Now, I've already made a bit of a reference towards Christianity, and I do want to explore and share from a couple of different religions what forgiveness means. Now, being that I studied anthropology at UCSD when I was in college, I was required to take a lot of different classes that exposed me to different ways of thinking, how people live in different areas of the world, and I took a lot of interest in this because I think rather than 
completely i understand some people want to completely live on like one denomination and live by that way and that's totally i understand that i think for me i really like taking a lot of different perspectives into account and seeing how they overlap in positive ways and how in some ways they're actually different so one that i did want to include in here was zoroastrianism and this is a religion that's mainly originated from iran or persia and being that i'm half iranian i know my dad really loves zoroastrianism and there are times where he will reference it as i was growing up and still to this day now when it comes to forgiveness and zoroastrianism forgiveness does not come by earning but only through grace Zoroastrianism stands firmly against the lie and recognizes the goodness of truth and urges that one's behavior is in harmony with good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. Zoroastrianism recognizes the consequences of evil in the world and that there is hope because the creator of all is good and wishes good for all creation is out there and it's not necessarily called God but it is what it is. When it comes to Christianity, we forgive out of obedience to the Lord. It is a choice. It is a decision we make. However, as we do our part of forgiving, we discover the command to forgive is in place of our own good, and we receive the reward of our forgiveness, which is a spiritual freedom. Jesus even said as he was nailed to the cross, since he, in the story of Christianity, died for the sins of all people and was resurrected, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even as he was being nailed to a cross and being crucified. When it comes to Buddhism, In Buddhist psychology, forgiveness is not presented as a moral commandment, thou shalt forgive. It is understood as a way to end suffering, to bring dignity and harmony to our life. So when it comes to bringing dignity and harmony to your life, it's a dignified thing to own up to if you did something wrong. That brings honor to you because you're not lying or you're not trying to act like you didn't do something. You're honoring that whatever you did may have been wrong and you're apologizing for that and forgiving yourself for that. So it ends that suffering. And if someone else does that, a wrongdoing to you, that you forgive that suffering because it's an honorable thing to do rather than a low thing to do to hold a grudge to be justifying disrespect towards another individual. It doesn't bring honor to your being. Now, according to Buddhist teaching, forgiveness is fundamentally for our own sake and for our own mental health. It helps us cleanse that negativity out of our spirit, out of our mindset, out of our out of our being, and it doesn't take anything from our peace. Now, I could reference a lot of different religions, but I'm going to keep it simple with just mentioning those mainly. Now, Life isn't always fair. It's called grace. And 
life has most likely shown it to you in one way or another. Grace and mercy show up in different ways so that things that maybe you did in your life that you should have been condemned for didn't happen to you. It allows that to pass over you and it doesn't condemn you for what you did. And that's grace. That's mercy. You know, one day life is going to have the last word. I mean, we're all going to die at some point. Life is going to settle the score, right the wrong, and justice will be done. You just concern yourself with forgiving so that there can be peace in your heart and you can get on with your life. If you don't do this, you'll most likely fall into a trap of bitterness. Resentment and bitterness are worthless emotions. In fact, doctors tell us that they are the unhealthiest emotions and can simulate cortisol production in the body. Now, you think of where most things originate. They originate in the mind. Now, there's a quote in my yoga studio that I look at pretty much every day. You have to look at it because it's right outside the... um as you're leaving the studio and it's, you know, something along the lines of be mindful of your thoughts because they become your words, be mindful of your words. They become your actions. Be weary of your actions because they become your habits. Be wary of your habits because they become your life. Something along those lines. So a lot of the things that happen in our life really originate in the mind. If you're sitting there and you're ruminating and you're thinking, oh my God, who is this person? What did they do to me? Like, they don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. You start going down a really, really negative path. You're going to be sitting there thinking all these negative thoughts about these things, and it's going to literally make you feel anxiety rather than it'll literally change your breathing patterns. You'll start to have like very short breath rather than if you practice more mindful things in regards to self-care practices, you'll take maybe longer inhales and longer exhales. You'll bring yourself into a state of calm and maybe be able to think about things a little bit more clearly. There's evidence showing that breathing patterns can contribute to healthier cortisol level healthier cortisol levels and make sure that it can contribute to more of an overall state of health. And when you hold on to resentment, you allow people from your past to continue to hurt you today. And that's not smart because people in your past are in their past. Maybe you have a past relationship, a past boyfriend or girlfriend, a past family member who has really wronged you. I know that I have people in my life that I can relate to in regards to these situations. When we look at them and see maybe that they were doing the best that they had with what they had at the time and doing the best with the knowledge that they had at the time and the circumstances that they have at the time and practice that forgiveness towards them, that mindset allows us to release that. Why is forgiveness so important? I could just go through my life keeping people out of my life and not restoring friendships and not having 
any close connections with people, not really thinking about anybody but myself because at the end of the at the end of the day, you just have to take care of yourself and no one else is going to do that for you. And sometimes involving other people in your life can create more of a toxic variable than just living on your own. But forgiveness is a part of cultivating healthy relationships. You know, I've listened to different people that have been married for so many years, you know, like 30 plus years talk about their marriages and For different people, different things work. Some of these people have such different personalities. And what they do to contribute to that relationship is so different than what another person contributes to that relationship. They don't expect something else from that person that they would not normally bring. You know, everybody has a unique fingerprint when it comes to this world. And sometimes people don't really think about that. You have a unique thing that you're able to bring into this world. And we shouldn't get angry at people for not bringing that uniqueness in the same way we do to the world. So if someone doesn't do something exactly as we would do it, we can practice a little bit of forgiveness and be like, You know what? They don't have to do things exactly as I do because that may not be what they are meant to bring to the world. Now, fully understanding that there are certain things that need to be done in a certain way in this life, there are certain standards that always have to be met in some ways. And that can be followed. The point that I'm getting to is really forgiveness is a choice. People are going to mess up. Humans are not perfect, and that's okay. None of us have lived perfect lives according to certain sets of standards. Many of us have messed up in certain ways, but it's what you do with those experiences. Just try to think back to a time where you were forgiven by someone that you really did not mean any harm to. I know that I've definitely gone through different times in my life where people have judged me incorrectly, have even been, you know, racist towards me or have judged me for the color of my skin or being that like I'm half Middle Eastern. They've judged me for thinking about things in a different way or doing things in a way that I didn't know like what another correct way of doing it was. For example, when I was younger, I had some different experiences where I was involved in a setting where I didn't know what the rules were, and I ended up doing something that I wasn't supposed to do, but I didn't know that that wasn't supposed to be done, and I ended up being reprimanded in such a way that was just way too much, and I had to explain to them, like, I had no intention of doing this. I really didn't know. So... You will encounter those situations in your life, and I feel like having that forgiveness towards other people and yourself will eliminate a lot of the stress that comes with it, because if you really are meant to discover all that you're capable of doing in your life, forgiveness is so important in that process. It can steal energy away from your happiness. I've even just been learning a little bit more about this from my yoga instructor, as one of the eight limbs of yoga is, I don't remember exactly what it is. 
and I probably should, but <laughs> I don't remember it. And it's along the lines of don't let, don't steal the joy from yourself. You know, yoga practice really should bring a lot of peace and balance to your life. And don't steal that joy from yourself just because you want to be judgmental or critical in such a way that is not constructive. I know that there were certain points earlier on in my practice where I really took my yoga practice for granted, that I was able to practice every day and that I would be so adamant about it. And if I didn't do something correctly or I didn't take a correction perfectly or I would feel like, wow, like, you know, you wasted your time. You didn't do a good enough. Like (laughs) rather than again, like kind of going into that automatic negative thinking rather than seeing the big picture and being like, wow, I'm so grateful I could even come to class. I'm so grateful I could even be here. I'm grateful that I have this community of people around me and that I'm able to even live in a place that has this. You know, I think when it comes to forgiveness in certain relationships as well, I know that I've had um, different experiences with friends of mine over the years where there can be certain things that are said that are taken the wrong way. I even just dealt with something like this with one of my friends yesterday where something is taken the wrong way and they really didn't mean to say it that way, but I might have interpreted it a different way or they might have interpreted something I said in a different way that wasn't how it was meant. It's always important to communicate about that and realize that hopefully in relationships, there's not ill will and there's not there's not intention to harm another person or be disrespectful to somebody that you care about. And if that's ever a concern, I feel like it's worth discussing if you care about that friendship or that relationship in your life and that it's just a simple discussion and it can be moved past and that there's forgiveness, you know, but going back to that other point, forgiveness is not forgetting things that happened. It's not conditional. It's not minimizing the serious of certain offenses. And it's not resuming a relationship without changes. But also, if someone did not intend to hurt you, then it is not something that necessarily we should wait for forgiveness on. Now, forgiveness really is a choice. It is a choice to forgive others, and it's important to see the benefit in it for not only what we talked about as far as with Buddhism, how it affects your mental health, Christianity, about how it really allows us to receive the reward of our forgiveness, which is spiritual freedom, and in Zoroastrianism, where it is recognizing the consequences of evil and not letting that get the best of us. Now, I hope some of the things that I've shared with you today have made you think a little bit about maybe a few people that you might be able to forgive in your life, maybe especially the coming months as the holidays come around. Maybe question, what do I benefit by harboring any type of resentment towards this person? What do I really gain by not forgiving this person? Now remember, forgiveness does not right the wrong. It does not make it so that whatever they did to you makes it correct. 
And I understand that there can be a lot of apprehension about forgiving others who may have narcissistic tendencies or may really not ever change how they act or how they do things. I understand that some people in this world have to deal with narcissists. I have had to deal with narcissists in my life and it is very frustrating because as much as you want to forgive them and you want to have a good relationship with them, it's a two-way street. And if another person does not want to do the work and put in that effort to change, then it's very exhausting. However, you can forgive that person and not engage in that relationship in the same way. Sometimes you need to create distance with people. Sometimes you need to set things aside and love people from a distance, send them well wishes from a distance. I think a meditation that I practice from time to time, I usually do a guided meditation in the mornings, is um, typically every day between, I would say, 5 to 15 minutes, and then I'll go on and do my own meditation for sometimes 30 minutes to 2 hours, depending how early I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I usually wake up around 4.30 in the morning, so that's how I have time for that. (laughs) And I understand for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, your circadian rhythms, like, oh my goodness, but that's just, I don't know, I typically wake up at that time, so I try to use it to my advantage, I guess. Um, But one of the things that I do uh, practice as far as when it comes to different guided meditations is to wish other people safety, I wish them health, and I wish them positive experiences in their life. Now, we can't always wish upon people like, oh, I hope they like only have positive experiences. <laughs> like, it's really, you know, not typical that that will happen for people, that you're only going to have positive experiences. More likely than not, you will engage with people that may lead to, you know, some challenges in your life. And the process of forgiveness will become important during that time and, you know, emotional um, effectiveness and having that emotional regulation component in your life is going to be really, really important as well as many other things, which I've already done podcasts on, which you can go back and listen on. But forgiveness is a really important component and wishing other people well. I know during a lot of times in my life where I felt like people wronged me, even if I didn't really feel like I wanted to interact with them, I feel like always in the back of my mind, I know like something else might be going on in their life because we never really know what's going on in other people's lives. And you don't need to get into it to the extent that you are, you know, making somebody else's life maybe worse than it seems and then over-justifying or overcompensating what they might be doing wrong, if that makes sense. Um, But I think it is nice to be able to wish positive things upon people because I think like life has its way of really testing us in a lot of ways and to wish good for other people really does feel a lot better than wishing ill will upon others. And it kind of goes back to that karmic cycle. You can think in that way but honestly I really believe that if you wish bad for things for people or do bad things to other people or contribute to bad deeds 
that there is a karmic cycle that does seem to come around in its time and end up catching up to those who want to engage in that kind of behavior in one way or another. And it may seem like in many people's lives, you might look at people's lives from the outside and be like, well, I don't see that that's happening for them. You don't know what internal struggles they might be dealing with. And to be honest, a lot of people deal with many internal struggles that they are not public about. You know, the lives that we see of people on social media, it's not always the full picture. So you can't judge just based on that, thinking that everything's 100% exactly that. There's usually some other things. So it's good to pray for people. It's good to wish good things upon people. And I really do feel like the importance of forgiveness is really important. You know, we can learn from Christianity, from Buddhism, for from Zoroastrianism in this case, that when you do good, when you say good, when you think good, when you act in ways that allow people forgiveness and allow them to repent for what they did and really see it as a way of giving yourself that honor and bring yourself into harmony with the life around you, it can allow people as well as yourself to change for the better. But if you keep that harbored resentment and that harbored pain and lack of trust towards other people in your life for years to come, it, there's not as much of a opportunity for that. But I feel like forgiveness really can be a catalyst towards that change. So I really do encourage you to think about a couple people that you may interact with over the coming months, maybe somebody that you haven't interacted with in months or even years or decades for some of you that you can practice forgiveness towards. And maybe you still won't agree with their actions or what they do or who they are as people. But I think it's also important to look past the exterior of a person and see the spirit in them. Really, when it comes down to the concept of yoga, namaste is being like the spirit in me sees the spirit in you. Realize that people have been through a lot of different things in their life and that can shape them in a lot of different ways. They may not know better than doing that. And at the end of the day, you don't have to accept what other people do to you, but you can acknowledge it and forgive it and kind of turn it over to a higher power, whatever you think that may be, and move on in your life with just that kind of cleansed out of your heart. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.